Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for IT Help Atlanta. Brought to you by Team Logic IT, your technology advisor. Now, here's your host, Rick Higgins. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to IT Help Atlanta, the podcast and radio show that profiles small businesses and highlights how those companies use technology to succeed. IT Help Atlanta is brought to you by Team Logic IT, your managed services advisor, specializing in cybersecurity and cloud solutions. Team Logic IT leverages cutting edge technology to solve all types of business problems. We make technology work for business. Go to ithelpatlanta.com for audio archives of this radio show and to learn more about our sponsor, Team Logic IT. I'm your host today. I'm Rick Higgins, and today's special guests are Barry Adams of Peachtree Awnings and Eric Mentz of EM Squared. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, good morning, good Rick. Good morning. So we're going to uh, start. We're going to do kind of a one at a time scenario on the interview process, and we want to start with Barry. Uh, Barry, you're the you're the founder of uh, Peachtree Awnings. Tell tell us uh, tell us in your own words who you are and, and what do you do? Well, Rick, uh, we are a um, manufacturer of custom commercial and residential awnings and canopies uh, in the in the Atlanta metro area. We, we actually we serve um, the entire southeast. Uh, our projects go from uh, Central Florida down in Tampa, Orlando, up to Greenville, uh, Birmingham. Uh, and then actually I'm, I'm physically sitting in our location in, uh, in Nashville, uh, Tennessee, right? So, uh, I've got a location in Nashville and I got a location in Atlanta we started our, we started the business in 2005. So we've been 15, 15 years in business and, uh, yeah, we were, we, we sell shade, you know, and, uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a lot of fun in this COVID era to, uh, yeah, you know, help people enjoy their their time and their right. staycations in their homes. So, yeah, we, we we really enjoy that. Thank you. Fifteen years, good for you, Barry. That's that's really uh, an amazing accomplishment. When you think back to um, prior to founding the company, you think back to all the reasons that you thought about and what went into you know being an entrepreneur. What have you learned since then that's been a really pleasant surprise uh, or something that's been fulfilling to you that you just didn't expect when you were first thinking about starting the business? Well, it's been, you know, it's, it's been a labor of love, Rick. It, I think for all of, uh, all of small business people, it is a labor of love. And, um, and uh, you know, one of the things I've really uh, come to appreciate about my business is that it, it, my business is, is my ministry. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of faith-based uh, businesses out there, but um, one of the pleasant surprises for me is we happen to be in the awning and canopy business, but, but I really enjoy helping people to become better people, you know, helping people to uh, well. <laughs> fulfill their potential in, in, in life uh, financially and professionally and become better people. And I found that out after a number of years um, that I just really enjoy um, helping people move along a pathway of their choosing. Well, and, um, um, and that's, um, 
it, it, it's challenging. Oh, some people, some people come willingly yeah, and some people don't, you know, don't, don't participate, uh, so, fully, but, but, um, but my, my business so is my ministry and, um, and, 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 and I, I really enjoy, um, you know, what, what comes back to me, whatever I put into, um, put into it, it seems to come back to me, uh, times four times five, you know, it's, it's, it's very rewarding in that respect. Well, and, and, uh, you know, learning how to get work done through others and managing those people, it really truly is the most difficult thing, uh, that, a that a small yeah, business person th- yeah, can deal with, right? Yeah. You are the, you are the HR department, you know, you are the accounting department, you are, <laughs> you are the everything department. And sometimes you are the the internal counselor to your, to your people as well. Right. No, no question. And you have to be, you have to be a bit of a Renaissance uh, man or Renaissance person. Um, Certainly in this day, day and age, you got to wear, I wear my marketing hat some days. I wear my HR hat some days and sometimes it's moment by moment, you know, and I wear my financial, my, my, my CFO hat some days, uh, and, and it just, it, it changes, um, literally moment by moment. Um, the good news is that as you grow in size, then of course, then the resources that you can, you can hire or put in place to address some of those, um, you, you know, in, increases, it doesn't necessarily, necessarily relieve you of the responsibility of overseeing, uh, that part of your operation, but, um, well, certainly, the old adage, hiring people that, that are smarter than you uh, comes into play, you know, and I, I, I was, so, at that, so I don't know if it was Steve Jobs or somebody else who said that, but, the, you know, hiring people that are smarter than you, uh, and, and I, I've been blessed to uh, bring people into my organization that were really, in their specific jobs, were really better better than me, better than I could do it. And it's gotten to a size, you know, I used to be able to wrap my arms around um, just about every problem or every situation that I encountered. Um, But as we've gotten larger, I've had to, you know, make sure I have people in place that can, that can do that. And um, it's, it's gotten larger than me. And so I'm, you know, it's both exciting and terrifying at the same time, you know, to say, you know, to say that I, I'm I'm not the person that that, that can handle. I, I have more questions than answers every day, and it's it's relieving in a sense that I don't that as a business owner I don't have to have the answers. I really have to. My my role and now is to pose the questions that cause us to get better, and that's um it's still challenging, by the way, to come up with the questions. You know, right. um right. It, it's but but we come up with the questions, and it's a collaborative effort. And those things that um, we get accomplished, we we get accomplished together. And I like to say, all of us know more than any of us. And 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 so, in every regard, it is a collaborative team effort in, at Peachtree Awnings. So, so I recently read a four-page spread article on you and your company in a magazine in which you were on the cover. It's a, uh, a trade organization and the magazine's uh, called Specialty Fabrics Review Magazine. 
going so on. congratulations on that on Thanks, that profile and that spread there was a, a couple of really interesting nuggets that I pulled out of there that I'd like to ask you to talk that. about and unpack. I mean, and one of them, just I really highlighted it, and I'm going to read it here, where you said, in your business, it's almost like being an architect. Could you uh, discuss that and explain what you meant by that? Yeah, sure. Well, again, one of the, again, one of the pleasant surprises about being in the uh, awning and canopy business, it's a very, it's it's a custom custom business and everything we every project that we tackle um even two awnings or two canopies that look alike i promise you they're not fabricated the same and so um it's 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 very very custom work so i like to say that in 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 my business that we spend equal times i'm a third of the time i'm a manufacturer a third of the time i am a contractor and a third of the time, I'm an artist. So okay. equal parts, okay. you know, manufacturing because it's a shop based. It's a shop based business, and we manufacture what we install. Uh, so a third of the time, I'm a manufacturer. Third of the time is spent out in the field installing uh, the stuff that we manufacture, and that's had that certainly has its challenges as well. If you've ever uh, been in, involved with a, a, a company or an operation that does field work. Uh, that is probably the most unpredictable, uh, you know, job environment that you could possibly work in. You get everything, anything and everything thrown at you every day. No doubt. And so that, that is, yeah, that is, is really, really challenging. And especially in a, uh, right. in, in a thriving metropolitan area, area like Atlanta and, and, and Nashville, right. the, the, the variety so, of projects that uh, we get involved with. Uh, is is pretty pretty vast, and then a third of the time, you know, I'm a I'm okay. a an artist. Okay. You know, I'm creating awesome. a vision um, oh, for for somebody so, else. Um, Quite frequently, so uh, we show up, and there's not a set of plans. You know, there, I'm meeting with a business owner, and they just have some kind of vision in their mind about what they want um, this piece or their storefront, or mm-hmm. you know, a courtyard or. Uh, what they want a certain area to look like or how they want it shaded or how they want it protected from, from rain or the elements. And, um, and so we have to create, create that vision almost from scratch. So it's like baking, yeah, bake, like baking from scratch. And so, um, and you have to really be very adept at at all three parts of that, uh, of, of the business in, in that regard to be successful I okay. think. And, um, and okay. so we, we've tried to do that at, at Peachtree Awnings, never focusing on okay. one of those um, disciplines so. to the exclusion of any other is really, really important. And trying to develop yourself and develop your team um, in that way and deliver a very high level of customer service. Obviously, that yeah. is uh, that's what it's all, all, all about. So, you know, if there's if there's ingredients to the secret secret sauce in the awning and canopy business, uh, perhaps you know that's that's kind of that's kind of it. That's my been my recipe right. anyway. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's good advice for anybody in any uh, vertical or any type of business. Um, so the other uh, nugget to use that word again yeah. uh, that I pulled out of here is you made a really interesting general comment about uh, yeah. being an owner. And you said you have to work on your business rather than yes. in your business. Could you uh, unpack that a little okay. bit for us? Sure, Rick. Um, okay, I think it's a little, so 
counterintuitive for most of us. Um, you know, the more uh, control you try to take, the more you wrap your arms around your business, the actually the less control you have, you know, um, yeah. it, it, it's, it's for all of us. I think um, our businesses are a baby, you know, and I try to treat my business li- literally like a living, breathing entity, you know, and uh, if you, if, if you treat your um, living, breathing entity, your business with um, love and care and concern and nurture it, um, then it will return to you, um, what you, what, what you've, what you've put into it. But, um, the more I try to control that by wrapping my arms around the things that I always used to do, right? I mean, I started, when I started my business in 2005, there was three of us. I called it the tripod because it was me, a welder, and a seamstress. That was it. <laughs> that was three of three of us. And now there's, you know, 25 in the organization, still small by anybody's measure. But, um, you know, the more you wrap your arms around the, the uh, functions and the things that you do in your business, the less control that you have. And the more that you give up, um, the more uh, you'll be able to, uh, to, to grow your business. You know, there's a continuum that, that we all operate on. And we, most of us start, it's, it's operator, owner, operator, owner, right? And there's a continuum there. And we start as operator. We all, most of us start as operator. Many people never get out of that phase of, of operator, you know, not, not to pick on any one discipline or trades, trades person, but there's plenty of plumbers, electricians, painters, that only stay in the operator phase. And then we try to move, you know, a distance to owner operator, you know, and, and I'm still kind of in that, still in that phase, but maybe starting to move a little bit more toward owner, you know, and as we move in that continuum toward owner, then we can really work on our business rather than working in our business. And that's, that is a very, very difficult transition to make. It's not easy. Um, and you've got to give, give, as, give up as much as you take on, uh, or yeah. you'll never have that ability to grow. And, and so that's, it's, a, I, I find that to be challenging for, for any small business owner. It's the only way to scale. I mean, yeah. you can't, you can, an individual can only do so much as an operator. You cannot scale unless you can let go. Right. And learning to let go is really, really tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, you know, maybe oh, offline uh, over a lunch or something, I want to unpack <laughs> that a little bit more with you to, to talk to you about exactly how you, you're going through that transition. Well, and it's been, it's been pleasant to watch you, Rick, cause you started, I mean, we started, uh, just, you know, maybe a few, I say a few years apart and I've watched you at team logic it do the same, same thing. It was, it was you, it was you driving the bus and now you, you know, you've got some really capable people, uh, working with you. And so um, it's, it's been a joy for us both, um, you know, as our businesses run uh, in their life evolution and some somewhat in parallel. And that's been, uh, that's been a pleasure. That's been a pleasure to watch. So full disclosure to the listening audience, Barry and Petrie Awnings are a, what a five-year client now of, of ours at team logic it. Yeah, I think at least, yeah, yeah. At least something like coming that. On, yep. Coming up yep. on that. Yeah, that's right. And uh, likewise, we've really enjoyed working with you guys. 
Um, here's one of my favorite questions, Barry. What, what is an aspect of your business that people don't think about, but that you wish people would ask you about? Well, um, these are, you know, these are, these are trying times, you know, and, um, I've tried to, um, you know, be a leader in, 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 in our, in our business and in our community. Um, I hope everybody, um, who listens, uh, comes away with a sense that we, you know, we have a responsibility to the communities that we serve, you know, um, it's real easy to come in your office every day, uh, with your head on, kind of put your head down and start working, you know, keep, keep your head on the desk and stay on point, but we got a real uh, opportunity to, um, to be business leaders. Once we, uh, you know, once we embark on, on, you know, small business ownership. Uh, And so I become the face of, of my business in the community. And, uh, and we try to, you know, try to get involved in, in some, um, in, in, in some philanthropic activities, whether that's the uh, used to be called the Norcross cooperative ministry now it's i think called the the neighborhood co-op or you know and 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 different uh different aspects that we can give back to the community because um it's it's given so much to us and provides our livelihood and so i hope um you know it's it's difficult right now i think a lot of nonprofits have suffered through the uh through the uh, pan through the p- pandemic just because people are not wanting to be in close proximity to each other. But uh, it's really, really important uh, for us to, um, to be strong community leaders and, and stand up and be, be recognized and, and have our people, um, you know, behind us as well. You've done that Barry. And uh, I know you won't mention it yourself. So I'm going to mention it for you folks. Barry Adams is the president of one of our local chambers of commerce here in uh, North Metro Atlanta. He's also the chairman of the board of the main trade organization that he works with, uh, the nonprofit. So congratulations, Barry, because it's not just for you. It's not just talk. You really are pulling it off with your effort. And, um, and those of us in small business understand what kind of effort that really takes. So thank you for that service. Thanks, Rick. I, enjoy, I appreciate the recognition. Thank you so yeah. much. Well, I want to uh, wrap up with with you, Barry. But before I do, will you tell the audience how to get in touch with you and find your business online or otherwise? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Rick. Yeah, I mean, we can be found, um, you know, www.peachtreeawnings.com, you know, or likewise, www.tennesseeawnings.com in the uh, metropolitan Nashville, Nashville area. And we're moving to a new location in Lawrenceville, uh, in mid, mid September. So, um, yeah, we'll be, we'll be in a new facility about a mile from, uh, Sugarloaf Mills, um, you know, just off of, uh, off of highway, uh, Duluth highway One Twenty. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll be, we'll, we'll be in the new facility in mid, mid September. So it's exciting time for us. That second domain was TennesseeAwnings.com because I, I think it broke up a little bit on the audio. Yep. So I want to yep. yep. repeat that for the audience. Yeah, TennesseeAwnings.com. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Barry, thank you so much. Thanks, Rick. Really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Take care. 
So now let's turn to uh, our second guest, uh, Eric Mentz of EM Squared. Eric, how are you? Good morning. Oh, good morning. How are you guys? Great. Um, in your own words, Eric, uh, uh, tell the audience who you are and what do you do? All right. Um, I was actually going to use your words, but uh, since you asked, I'll use mine. <laughs> uh, I am the owner of uh, EM Squared. EM Squared is a uh, software company, and we build custom software that automates business workflow. And uh, we've been in business since 2001, so that's that's nearly uh, 20 years. Um, I've been in the business. Um, I, I won't even I won't do the math for you, but since 1985, uh, I've been I've been writing software. Um, started out with uh, uh, doing doing electrical engineering with uh, Texas Instruments, and then started doing uh, software for them. Uh, a few years after after starting with them, worked for NCR. Um, worked as an in, uh, independent contractor. Uh, did work for Turner uh, Broadcasting, for Sprint, AT and T. Um, and, uh, you know, most recently, uh, uh, 20 years ago, started, uh, started this company. 20 years. Congratulations. That's, that's an amazing uh, accomplishment and longevity. Um, give us, uh, Eric, if you would, give us a success story. It doesn't have to be anything recent, but something, you know, where you, you helped out a client or someone that's something that you're particularly proud of. Is there anything that comes to mind? Sure. Um, we've got a client who is a music teacher. And, uh, when I say music teacher, I mean, he's got, uh, schools in several states and, and many teachers per school. And they all go out and, uh, and teach music lessons for, for kids at home. And, um, you know, he was kind of the owner was, uh, you know, working with some kind of homegrown software and they, they were, they were doing okay with that, um, initially, but as they started growing, growing, it, uh, became kind of a, a ceiling that, that they couldn't break through. And we developed, um, end to end software for them to manage every aspect of their business from scheduling to billing to hiring teachers to paying, uh, doing payroll, just, just really soup to nuts. And, the feedback I got from that was their business grew as a direct result of that 30%. Oh, wow. 30%. 30%. Wow. Wow. And that, and that probably doesn't even count the, um, the soft savings of based from the efficiencies that you created as well. Right. Well, that's right. This is, this is just, uh, you know, I got that feedback a year after it's been longer now since we've done that, but I got that feedback a, a year after, uh, we deployed it. And, uh, you know, I'm, that was just the bottom line that, that doesn't, that doesn't include kind of soft savings and, uh, efficiencies. Yeah. Wow. That's great. You mentioned the word automate and you say that you automate businesses. What does that really mean? Could, could you unpack that a little bit? Is it, is it all software or what, what else does it include? Yeah, well, a, a lot of it is software, um, but it also could include um, IoT devices. So, for example, um, let me start there and then I'll unpack what I mean by automate. So one of the things we built for a client a little while back was um, a device that, that goes on trash bins. So they're a waste management company. And their challenge was that if they let the, the bins overflow, they lose customers. And if they dump them too frequently to keep them from overflowing, then that increased their cost because that's, that's a cost every time they dump it. 
So we built a, a hardware device that attached to the hydraulics of the tr- of the of the waste bins, and it would phone home, uh, you know, letting us know kind of how full it was. And when it was full enough, it would send an automatic work order to whoever was uh, responsible for emptying that bin to have it emptied. And then we would we would track to make sure that it really did get empty um, or else somebody would have to follow up. So that's an example of how we can include not just software because we wrote the software to do all that, but actually hardware devices as well that we can we can build that can uh, that can integrate in. Um, so by automate, wow. it could it could mean a complete automation of certain aspects. So it's not going to be where, uh, you know, people don't have to go into work anymore. You know, people people are still needed. But for example, you know, if your salespeople or, or possibly your customer service people uh, are supposed to send out email reminders or text reminders or something like that, you know, along along the process of, of serving this customer, that can be completely automated. So, you know, it only shows up on somebody's dashboard if something went wrong. Otherwise, they just never see it. It goes out and it's handled. Same thing with uh, with invoicing or even reporting. If you have investors, for example, and some of our clients do that, that want uh, periodic reports, that can be uh, built completely automatically. We build a PDF, we email it out, and they never touch it. Mm-hmm. So this, I mean, those kind of things used to be things that would, you know, take somebody's entire day to do, for example, doing the reporting or, you know, sometimes you miss the email mod- uh, um, reminders and things like that. So it's, that's kind of a, you know, an example of, of things that we completely automate. A lot of times it is decision support. So for example, you know, if you're running a business and you have several different systems, you have an inventory management system, um, you have a finance system, you have a CRM, you have all these different pieces and if you want to get an overall report of what's going on to your business, well, that's hard to do. And you may not even do it, and you may need to do it, but you don't because of how hard it is. And you may not even be able to get good information. So, um, you know, we we can approach it from two different directions. We can build the entire system, and sometimes it makes sense to do that, um, that, that gives you that decision support. And sometimes we integrate systems that you already have that you should keep. For example, maybe Salesforce is a good uh, CRM for you, and and you shouldn't have a, a custom built one. Or maybe your business is different enough, and it needs to integrate tightly enough that you should have a CRM. So, for example, the the music teacher has an integrated CRM because that that made the most that made the most sense. So, decision support, um, process flow automation, and things like dashboards. So uh, instead of everybody having to dig in to kind of see what they need to do next. You know, certainly they can go look at the data and, and see those things. But what we do is have business rules that, uh, depending on your role in the organization, it will, it will show things on your dashboard that you need to give attention to. So that way things don't slip through the cracks. I love that, that concept, uh, having everything on the quote unquote dashboard, uh, especially the important business metrics that, that really matter to you on a, on a daily, monthly, quarterly basis, whatever. So great. Yeah. So, uh, uh, how in general do you find new business? Where do you find your clients and, and how does that happen for you? 
Yeah, that's kind of evolved over the years, actually. So, you know, back back in 2001 when we started, right? I don't know if uh, you remember. Well, actually, I'm sure everybody remembers, but uh, remember the uh, the yeah. uh, the recession we had. I mean, it was it was pretty bad, and I had just started. I had just gone into business, and one of the things I didn't know how to do as as a technologist, that's, you know, I mean, that's, that's my background is technology. I didn't, I didn't have a clue even where to start selling. I had no idea. So when I first started the business, I was getting all my business just word of mouth because, you know, I'd been, been around doing work and contracting and people knew me and they would call me. Um, as soon as that happened, I had to learn how to sell. And, uh, you know, it was, it was sink or swim or sink or sell, you know, and I did that. Um, actually a, a big part of that for me was, uh, joining the Atlanta chamber. Huh. Um, you know, that gave, gave me a way to learn how to network and learn how to sell and, and, and things. So I, I guess, you know, that is kind of the beginning of, of, of how I started being able to sell it all. So even so, most of my business, most of my growth has been word of mouth from uh, networking groups, from from existing clients, uh, you know, who who stay with me and want more more uh, more service, or or they recommend, you know, their buddies um, that that could use us. Just recently, within uh, the last six months, I got a uh, I brought a, a guy on who's a really good salesperson. So you know, this is a brand new thing for me, and he's really drumming up some good business. And uh, you know, we're we're kind of on the on the next ramp, the next ramp up from where I wow. could go just uh, myself as well, a non-salesperson. That's a great step, and uh, you know that you've got you found someone that you trust, and as you say, they're great. That's going to be this this might be the uh, uh an interesting change in your in your business for you yeah i th- i i'm counting on that i think it will be and uh you know it's already just in a short time already uh already, already starting to really take off so 20 years as an entrepreneur um well again congratulations on that that's impressive Thank you. and i know you're proud of it um is when you were thinking about starting the business uh I know you had all kinds of motives and, and, and desires and expectations, but now at 20 years at this point, looking back, um, what are you finding is something that in a, in a way that which you're fulfilled that you just did not expect at the, you know, 20 years ago when you were thinking about this? Well, I tell you, um, you know, back when I was just working a job, working for other people, um, you know, I mean, at, at one point I was green and I was learning, but at one point, but, you know, some point after that, I really, you know, got good at my, at my skill set and my trade. And I knew how to do the right things and how to do things right. And, um, you know, I found myself working for people who were, who were junior and they were good people. They just didn't have the experience. And they were making mistakes that, you know, I, I, I sat and watched them make and couldn't talk them out of and, and knew exactly what the what the outcome of that mistake would be. So, um, you know, one of the things as, as uh, you know, a business owner and, and I can kind of set up the business the way I want to is I can really do things right. And, you know, the the fruits of that is – is is amazing, you know, to to actually see things work yeah. like they should. You know, you you read the uh, you read the technical journals about you know how the successful projects go, and and they actually go that way when when you're able to run them run them right. So um, that's very fulfilling um, to be able to really 
I mean, genuinely help people, not just provide a service. You know, I don't just think in terms of we're going to write this software because you asked me to write this software. I'm thinking in terms of, you know, your business has hit a ceiling because you've grown beyond the resources, the, the technical resources you have. And I'm going to make it so that you can break through that ceiling and right. have another another growth spurt. Right. And scale. To me, that's very fulfilling. Yeah, and, right, and the, the hands-on helping uh, helping other small businesses or or otherwise. Well, that's great. That's that's interesting, and I don't think I've I've heard that. I've asked this question of everyone I've interviewed, Eric, and I've never heard that exact answer. So, good for you. Good for you. Thank you. Um, one of my favorite questions to ask in in the, this process, and I always uh, like to do it, is um, what is an aspect of your business that people don't think about, but that you wish people would ask you about? Hmm. Well, you know, they know we're technologists and they know we do software and some people know that we do, you know, the hardware for IoT and things like that. But, you know, most people, until we start working with them, until after, you know, after a little little bit of time that we start working with them, don't realize that part of what we do as part of our software automation process is actually uh, process reengineering. Um, so as you know, I've actually come out of first meetings, um, and this, this has happened, you know, a few times where I would come out of a first meeting with a client that we've just signed up and we're doing our interview process to understand their, um, their business workflow. And I've actually suggested changes that don't have anything to do with technology in, in a single meeting that, that saved them tons of time. Um, you know, because it's part, that's just part of the process. So, you know, I wish people would, would think more in terms of not just what software can I write to uh, solve a problem that I've already identified, but just look overall at how we do business. And you've seen lots of businesses and how they, and how they work. Look for the bottlenecks that, that you can solve, whether it's through technology or, or otherwise. Great answer. Um, all right, Eric, I want to go ahead and wrap up with you. But before I do, tell the audience how to get in touch with you and find your business online or otherwise. Oh, sure. Um, so the, the name of the business is EM Squared. Uh, that's M as in Mike, EM Squared, all spelled out. And the website is www.emsquared-inc.com. Great. Thank you, Eric. Thank you so much for for your time this morning. Um, you did great, and uh, we really appreciate you being here. So, I folks, it, Rick, thanks for having me, folks. That's it for the uh, for this version of the IT Help Atlanta Radio Show. Uh, again, we're sponsored by Team Logic IT. We make technology work for business. So, uh, for my guests. Eric Mentz and Barry Adams. I'm Rick Higgins and join us next time on IT Help Atlanta.